Hi, and welcome to an all new, all different episode of Much Talk About Nothing, a show where we are completely changing the way we do things around here. As always, one of the two things kind of staying the same. I'm your host, Grant Ingram. And if you want to interact with us, the handles are in the description. We're on Twitter at Much or MTA and Podcast. We're on Instagram at Much Talk About Nothing. And we've got a website that links in the description. We have a Discord that links also in the description. We're working on some merch. We've got some cool promotions coming up. Just watch that description for the next few weeks. But joining me today to talk about this amazing relaunch we're doing, it is my my friend, my co-conspirator. Um, let's see the Yelena B- Bonova to my um, Belova. I, uh, uh, to my <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's my friend, my co-conspirator. The Robin to my Batman, the Nightwing to my Robin. It is Grant Ulysses Skillen. How you doing, Grant? That was disgusting. It was kind of bad. You wouldn't get that reference because you didn't watch Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I should I should preface the goal today was to talk about Black Widow. And um after I pulled an all-nighter last night and then had classes all day today. Um, Black Widow did not get watched. <laughs> and so we'll we'll talk about that next week, but it all works out because today we we have some very interesting news, I think. Um we do. Yeah. Uh and, and like I said, that was a reference from Black Widow. If you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about, and Grant doesn't, so heh. yeah, you, you guys win for a week. Um so we are we're relaunching around here. We we did some some Peer studies. <laughs> you cut out. You try that again. I don't want to try that again. It's fine. That cut. I was I was jokingly singing a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we did some like research studies. We we looked into our audience and we realized that you guys don't come back week to week. In general, we we tend to get a random number of people each episode, and there's no real listener base, and so. We were doing some brainstorming, right? And Grant, you want to tell them what we kind of came up with? Yeah, so we came up with this idea just to do some different segments on the show. So, like, for example, we're going to start today with a new segment where I've prepared oh, some notes on a story that you may have heard of um, that we'll talk about in a minute. And then we'll get into some sports news, talk about the MLB playoffs what music we've been listening to, what games we've been playing, some new hardware we've gotten, just stuff like that. And yeah. normally at some point there would be a discussion about a movie or something, but, but when, on this when, one. When college kicks your butt, sometimes your butt has to um, adapt. You guys are welcome. Um, I'm running on eight Red Bulls right now, and Lord knows how much Mellow Yellow and like three cups of coffee, and I still want to fall asleep. But we're making, we're getting the episode out there. Uh, so I think I'm doing better than Grant right now. Oh, I, I'm doing fantastic. I'm just tired as heck. Um, yeah. So the 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 segment idea is they're all going to stay the same. So week to week, everything is going to be exactly the same. You can come in, you can tune in for your news segment. That news we can promise will be as apolitical as the news gets. It's always going to be like a fun, well, not necessarily a fun, but a, but a, a story yeah. Yeah, of importance that doesn't happen on Capitol Hill. Um, and then we are going to have like the sports news. We're going to have the tech. We're going to have the music. We're going to have at some point probably like something else. But week to week, you can expect these four or five main segments 
in addition to your movie review. So if you don't like the movie, we will try to like drop a time code where you can just tune in for the start of the mini segments at the beginning of each episode. And you can, you don't have to actually listen about say black widow. You can just listen to us talk about the MLB playoffs. And so that's the idea here. We're also trying some new things out advertising wise, which are interesting, like Instagram reels and things like that. We really appreciate a follow and a like it. It's tough to break through. It really helps us out. And we're, we're just doing some fun stuff, trying to get some cool guests, starting up a network, more on that as soon as I can talk about it. And yeah, just a general rebranding, wouldn't you say, Grant? Yeah. yeah. But we're, Some of the old, but a lot of new. Yeah. And the, everything you loved about the old show staying in, but we're adding some good stuff, I think. Would you agree with that? I would, especially since we're doing about one episode a week now, put some more things in that episode, have stuff for everyone. That way, if you don't like what would have been Black Widow, then you would have other things to listen to. Yeah. And I mean, we that format used to essentially be what we did with the three time a week thing. But with only being able to get in the booth once, might as well condense it in. And plus, it'll mean the episode's a little bit longer, maybe an hour, an hour and a half instead of 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with without further ado, you want to go ahead and get to the news? Yes. All right. So the news story that we are covering today is, well, I mean, it's not a very happy story. Grant was saying earlier, happy stuff. This is not happy. Um, But it is the Gabby Petito case. Now, I know a lot more about this than Grant does. I've told him a little bit, but this is largely going to be him hearing all of this for the first time and getting his reaction to it. And so what I've done is I have just a little opening paragraph and then I have a timeline of events that is not, it's not the order that we got all of the facts that would have been really hard to do. It's said, it's just an order of all of the information that we have now that's relevant to the case in the order that those events happened. All right. All right. Sound good to you, Grant? Sounds good to me. I'm interested. I'm I'm really interested because I, I know almost nothing about this. Yeah, you know, you know, kind of about the end because I mentioned that because I thought you already knew stuff, but let's just go ahead and get into it. Yeah. So the Gabby Petito case has polarized the country ever since it became national news. On August 19th, 2021, the first vlog made by Gabby and her fiance, Brian Laundrie, was posted on the YouTube channel Nomadic Static. Unknown to Gabby and maybe her fiance, this would not only be the first video posted on the channel, but unfortunately the last. On September 1st, 2021, Brian returned to his parents' home in Northport, Florida, where he and Gabby had been living while driving their van, but curiously showed up without Gabby. On September 11th, 2021, Gabby's mom reported her as a missing person after not hearing from her since late August. Her body was eventually found near Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming on September 19th. Since then, there's been a lot of information released and then... I had this little thing about the timeline. Uh, I got a lot of this information from an article by winknews.com and I'll send the article to Grant to put in the description if you just want to read that article for yourself. All right. All right. You ready for the timeline now, Grant? I am ready for the timeline. I'm intrigued, honestly. This is, it was more than I thought. I didn't realize there was a YouTube channel involved. Yeah. So July, 2021, 
Gabby and Brian leave New York to begin their planned four-month-long cross-country trip. August 12th, their van is stopped after a 911 call about disorderly conduct. The caller said that he witnessed Brian hit Gabby. The police report, however, claims that Gabby hit Brian despite her crying and being upset over what had just happened. No arrest was made and the couple was separated for the night. August 19th, so a week later, that is the day that the YouTube video was posted. August 24th, the couple is reportedly seen in a hotel in Salt Lake City, which is the last time that they have been known to be seen together. August 25th was the day that the final post was made on her Instagram account, and their van was spotted at Grand Teton National Park, which, if you remember earlier, is near where her remains would later be found. August 27th, Gabby's mom received a text from Gabby's phone that read, Can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. Stan is the name of her grandfather, but Gabby's mom says that she never referred to him by his first name, that it was out of character for her, and it concerned her. Hmm. And there's also reports later that day that Laundry got into an argument with a restaurant staff at a restaurant in Jackson, Wyoming. August 29th is the day that a woman named Miranda Baker claims in a TikTok video that she picked up Brian Laundrie as a hitchhiker and that he was alone. August 30th, Gabby's mom receives another text from Gabby's phone that reportedly says no service in Yosemite. September 1st, Brian returns home to his parents' house in Northport, Florida without Gabby. And between the 30th and September 1st, Brian used Gabby's debit card, which was presumably after her death. September 4th, 2021, Brian opens a new account with AT&T and gets a new phone. September 6th, the Laundry family leaves to go camping at Fort DeSoto State Park in Pinellas County, Florida, and they return home the next day. And there are reports that some people did not see Brian return with the family, with Hmm. his parents. That's not confirmed, but there are rumors and reports that he did not. September 11th, Gabby is reported missing by her mom in Suffolk County, New York. And the van that Gabby and Brian drove and that Brian drove back to his parents' house is taken for just search and get, get anything they can out of it. September 14th, the Laundry family released a statement that they intend to relay. Wow, that was terrible. They intend to remain in the background during the search for Gabby. And of course, subsequent to that, Gabby's family issued a statement accusing Brian of refusing to tell them where he last saw Gabby. Uh, September 15th, the Northport police say that Brian is refusing to cooperate and he is officially named as a person of interest in her disappearance. September 17th is the day where the case takes another turn, if that was even possible, and Brian's parents report him missing, saying they haven't seen him since the 13th. So (laughs) on the 17th, they say they have not seen him in four days, and they claim that he said the last time they heard from him that he was going to the Carlton Reserve in Sarasota, Florida, a place where he and his family had been to before. The next day on the 18th, the police, local police, begin searching for him at the Carlton Reserve. September 19th, 
day right after the search for Brian began is when they found remains near Grand Teton National Park. And two days later on the 21st, they officially confirmed that it is Gabby's remains. Uh, September 20th, the FBI executes a search warrant on the house of the parents of Brian, seizing the Mustang he had been driving since his return, as well as his hard drive, which they think might contain evidence that a felony was committed. Uh, September 23rd, an arrest warrant is issued for Brian for the unauthorized use of Gabby's debit card, the one that he used allegedly between August 30th and September 1st for withdrawing more than $1,000. Uh, September 26th, a public service is held for Gabby at a funeral home in Long Island, New York. And that same day, the FBI also went to the laundry home and retrieved more items to test for DNA. And then there's really not been a ton of updates since then. But just two days ago, on October 12th, Gabby's cause of death was revealed to be strangulation by a person. And so given that cause of death, it seems to if it further implicate Brian. I mean, if not, if even <laughs> he was obviously implicated before, um, but strangulation is usually a crime of passion. And given that they had already been fighting, it makes it much more possible it was him. Uh, they've continued searching at the Carlton Reserve. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter has started a search at Fort DeSoto State Park due to the rumors that he did not return from that trip. And there have also been rumored sightings of Brian along the Appalachian Trail in like North Carolina area. And so now it's been about a month since he went missing at the very least, if not a little longer, depending on if his parents were being true about when they last saw him. So there are really endless possibilities of where he could be. I think there's also reports that he may have been seen in Mexico. (laughs) It would not surprise me. Yeah. So now the question really, is he in the Carlton Reserve? Is he in Fort DeSoto State Park? Is he on the Appalachian Trail? Is he in Mexico? Is he in our country at all? Is Really, is he even alive? I mean, that's that's many of the questions they're trying to answer. And then once they can answer those, it's they can try to talk to him if he's still alive about if he had any involvement, which he did most likely, um, with Gabby's death. Yeah. So Grant, after hearing all of that, what are your thoughts? So he knows what happened. He has to. There's no way he he drove back from like Jackson, Wyoming, was it? Um, and has no yeah. idea what happened to him. Yeah. Um because at the at the very least, he left her in Wyoming and drove back. At the very least. Yeah. Which is highly unlikely. Yeah, at most, and what probably happened is he, whether it was planned or not, they got in an argument, he may have accidentally strangled her to death or intentionally strangled her to death. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, my my real thoughts, he's not in that reserve. They, yeah, I, I don't think he's in that reserve. They sent, the, they sent the cops there to buy him some time to go literally anywhere else. And yeah. Um, I doubt he's in the state park. I I say I mean, it's more likely he's in the state park than he's in the reserve, though. Yeah, but like, do we have any proof that they stayed the entire time in the state park? Um, other, I think other people had seen them in the park, and part of that is how there there are rumors that when they came back that he was not 
with them because they were saying when they left, he was in the back seat. When they came back, that people were reporting he wasn't in the back seat. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that's not a possibility. What I'm saying is, could he have left from the state park? Uh, that's possible. Yeah. So, and another you- interesting thing is when the parents say that he was going to the reserve, they also just happened to find the car at the reserve it's like a twenty-five thousand acre reserve and they just happened to go to the entrance he used and found the car yeah seems kind of sketchy. He's not on the reserve um he's not in the state park at this point i would not be surprised if he had fled the country um the mexican yeah. rumors highly possible i wouldn't be surprised if he's on the appalachian trail he had been bragging to some there like some people have reported this that he had been bragging to gabby's friends that he had survived three months on the appalachian trail out of his backpack well um maybe he'll survive like three months and get captured um yeah dog the bounty hunter though that's a name i hadn't heard in a long time (laughs) yeah that was the same with me i'm like how hilarious would it be if dog the bounty hunter found him it's just no 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 no. we get a guy dressed up in a boba fett suit (laughs) and he just brings in brian no i i hadn't heard like i knew you know he killed her like i'm not gonna say i i i can't pass judgment without the facts but off the record he killed it with all of the facts we have it is high at most highly unlikely that it is someone else if not completely certain that it was him well i mean it's possible it was someone else but he definitely okay he definitely had something to do with it yeah yeah i i don't think there's any possible way you can look at the facts we have at least for now which i mean we'll obviously get more facts in the future but with everything we have now it just seems so plainly obvious like why would he get a new phone when he came back yeah why would you get a new phone why would you use the debit card why like there's a lot of weird like why the weird texts because i'll tell you what he's trying to do he's trying to establish that she was alive much longer than she was yeah did they find her cell phone on the body do you know I do not I do not know if they've found her phone or not. Because I guarantee you he's carrying. He's got it. He has to. Because he I mean he was sending the text. Like there's a there's an Eminem verse, and this is a really stupid way of thinking about it. But he like Eminem Yeah, they um that yeah, they do not know where the phone is, which means it's probably with Brian. There's, a, there's an Eminem verse, and it's it's a weird relation, but it's a bit of one. He's talking, like, Dr. Dre on this line, on this song, asks him, like, or, or talks about if he kills Kim, which was his wife at the time, and they famously were didn't get along. And Eminem, like, lays out this entire plan as to what he would do. He's like, I, I, would, I would poison her, and then we would drive across the country. Like, I'd have her waving at people. We should be, like, we'd be honking the horn. I'd leave her. And I'd be like waving and, and yelling. And it's like, essentially, what, that's what Brian's doing here. He's just hmm. establishing life well past when she died. Yeah. So the last known, at least that from the facts I could find, the last known time that they've been seen alive was the 24th of August. 25th, an Instagram post was made. The question is, of course, did he make that post or did she make that post? 
Yeah. I'm not sure because that's the same day. So there was a couple who was just traveling and they had a GoPro on their dash cam. And after they found the body, that couple went back through their dash cam footage. And that's how they knew that the van was at the park on the 25th is that couple had it on their dash cam footage. Okay. And so the van was at the national park near where her body was found on the 25th. So she died on the 25th. She died either on the 25th or maybe a little after probably. But not- so the, the autopsy report said that she was killed three to four weeks from when the body was found, which was the 19th. So if you trace that back, I think that makes the 25th the most likely date. Yeah, I mean, three to four weeks, though, the 19th, four weeks goes back, what, 28 days? Three weeks goes back to the 29th. So another week on top of that, you're back to the 21st or 22nd. Mm-hmm. But they had been seen together oh, on the yeah, 24th. You're right. So it, it's it's she died three weeks before they found her. Yeah, th- that's what they had said. So between likely the 25th and so the, when he was the hitchhiker on the 29th, that's suspicious, obviously. A- assuming assuming that that's true. I, I have a hard time taking TikTok evidence. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a weird thing to put out there if it's not true. Not necessarily this at this point it's a high profile case right yeah i don't know how i don't i don't think it was as high profile when the girl made the video okay i don't know exactly i'm just saying there's clout to be had here um i but with the rest of everything clout for picking up a accused murderer as a hitchhiker no there's clout for being somebody who breaks an, an extra drop in the story like for example had she not made the video we wouldn't have mentioned her yeah i'm not i'm just a little i'm always a little skeptical about that kind of thing but um for all intents and purposes he at the very least knows who did it oh yeah odds are he sees the guy every day when he looks in the mirror um it it's it's messed up like that's just messed up Gosh. I, I'm sorry okay, for promising so, a happy news segment. Yeah. So um I just looked up an article. I think she already had over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Okay, so she had a little bit of clout. And she was like from her Instagram, she was a travel enthusiast, is what it looks like. At least what this article is saying. So it's possible that she's not lying. But even but that day of him being the hitchhiker doesn't really matter. Well, why would he be hitchhiking though? He drove the van back. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Unless he hiked into the Tetons, it was the Tetons, correct? Yeah, yeah. Unless he hiked in to kill her or to hide the body. It's possible that like they had hiked in. This is purely speculation that they had hiked in something like, let's just say, giving at least some benefit. There was an argument. He accidentally killed her and then was like, oh, crap, I need to get out of here. Found the people to hitchhike with. And the report was that he offered $200 for a 10 mile ride. Hmm. 
that that detail it, yeah that's probably a true story i didn't with that detail that's kind of a tough thing to make up you know mm-hmm. I, so to remove the benefit of the doubt from this pure speculation what if and this again is just pure speculation what if let's say he killed her on the 25th 24th 25th and he intentional or not he realizes he has to hide the body so he carries the body in i don't know how much how big petito was it might not have been as possible as i think it. i don't be. i i they usually don't publish I, that i'm not i think based off of like pictures and videos and stuff i think that would have been pretty possible so he carries it in it works for three weeks four weeks i mean it buys him enough time to go back home and get out of the country the the most suspicious thing to me is he gets back on the first the first if his parents were not involved in any way the first thing i'd be like is why are you here without her right where is she or even on top of that if let's say the the whole he left her in Wyoming by herself theory, why didn't she call her mom? Yeah, why? Who who ended up strangling her? What motive would they have had? Exactly, and like the like, I don't know. When I get dumped, I call my mother. Like I I can get dumped in the comfort of my living room, and I call my mother. I've never like getting dumped yeah. how many thousands of miles away from home and having the guy that drove you there leave that, that I mean, you got to make plans to get out of there. If you're alive. Yeah. She wasn't alive. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else we should mention before we, um, um that's all i have um i can just do a quick search and see if there's any updates okay and then after that i'll ask the listeners what they think and ask them to send us in a um like an email um it looks like there's another um sighting in or potential sighting in south carolina okay or north carolina what are the details here um okay so what it looks like is the there was the reported sighting a um there were some officers that went to the area found the individual that was talked about and it was not him okay so the reported sighting was no sighting yeah all right so no real update except he's not wherever they were in north carolina all right yeah so that's kind of our thoughts. That's all the facts that are available because I know Grant, you do a lot of good research. Um, so I'm going yeah, I'm to sure go there's like- some, there's other facts I didn't include. I, I, I wanted to include stuff that was specifically like about different aspects of the story that were like super interesting. Like there was one that like Gabby's dad, I don't know if it was her biological dad or her stepdad, but created a foundation to help other 
families who have like missing people like Gabby was. Oh, that's, that's nice, I guess. Yeah. But you didn't like leave out anything of importance to the case. Like, like they, um, not anything of importance that I'm aware of. Right. So that that's kind of the publicly available facts. We'll link the article in the show notes in the description. But what are your thoughts? Like you as the listener, if you'll send us an email, we would love to, to talk about it on the show. But like I can probably take a guess at what your thoughts are. Oh, he killed her. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. But like specifically, like, did we miss anything? Is there anything that you thought needed to be discussed more? Send us an email shoot us a discord tweet us dm us we're everywhere we we are social creatures um we're i I like i'm praying for the family at this point like i mean that's just a messed up thing to go through Mm -hmm. yeah it's a horrible horrible thing well there's no good way to to another story (laughs) yeah there's no good way to end this segment but moving on to another terrible terrible thing Welcome to Sports Corner. Grant, I hear you have the latest in all of the sports action for us. Take it away. Well, this isn't, this is technically sports in action, but John Gruden, uh, that's a fun story. uh, If any of y'all know about it, if you don't, you're about to hear about it. But John Gruden has resigned as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He was in the fourth year of a 10-year contract that's worth a reported $100 million, which that's a lot of money, especially for someone like him. But his resignation comes after emails were leaked that were sent between him and the former Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, general manager Bruce Allen, as well as other people. Including, I think it was like a Hooters CEO was involved with this or something, but don't quote me on that because I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, these were leaked and released as part of an investigation that was done into the Washington, what was then the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, over misconduct involving Bruce Allen. Um, and these emails were sent over. It's not like these emails were all just in this one time frame. This was sent between 2011 and 2018 while John Gruden was at ESPN as a broadcaster for Monday Night Football before he returned to coaching with the Raiders in 2018. The emails include a variety of comments about many different types of people. Uh, There is a racist comment that is aimed at the NFLPA president, Demory Smith. He used multiple terms that are offensive towards homosexual people. He accused the NFL of forcing the then St. Louis Rams to draft Michael Sam, who was the first openly gay player to ever be drafted into the NFL. He opposed the anthem protest and said that players who kneel should be fined. He opposed the emergence of women as referees, and he sent topless photos of women, including a picture that was of two then Redskins cheerleaders, and those were sent to Bruce Allen as well as other people. And after this, he was he obviously resigned, and then he was removed from Madden 22 and was replaced with a generic coach. Yeah, so all around good guy, um, just hadn't had a bad day. No, this is a <laughs> this is a terrible, terrible person. Um, I, I don't feel like I, I like. 
I mean, God forgives, but you, I don't feel like there's another side to this issue. It, he's he's yeah. a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen some people making the argument that, well, if you looked in everyone's past, you would find things. It's like, well, yes, you'd find things in everyone's past, but I don't know that you would find this long list sent openly between a very prominent head coach in the NFL to another team's general manager, as well as to other people in the NFL and outside of the NFL. Yeah. Um, like I've done some pretty crappy stuff, right? Um, I've never sent topless pictures of women or taken topless pictures of women or said anything racist like that. Like, I don't know. I, I tend to, I mean, I I've said some stupid crap, but I've never done that. And especially not done that for eight solid years. Yeah. It's not like it was one email and then he admitted what he said, knew it was wrong and tried to repent of it and turn from it. It does not seem like it was that at all. Yeah, it's not like what happened with James Gunn where James Gunn went, oh, crap. I didn't realize you guys were going to dig through my tweet from 10 years ago. That was a stupid joke. It was eight solid years of being just a dipwad. Yeah like an awful person like you've got to wonder like how this guy had friends um well well i feel like the obvious answer is because there are others in the nfl like him yeah and that that's kind of where my point was i'm interested to see if more people go down for this oh there this was an investigation into like the then washington redskins people don't want to say that People just always refer to them now as the Washington football team. And they refuse to say that their name was ever the Washington Redskins. I'm Native American. I don't, I, I didn't have any issue with the team name and I'm going to say the team name and you can't stop me. So it was an investigation into the Redskins, which then became the football team. That was just about all the crap they did. Obviously, some of it was involving the cheerleaders since those pictures were floating around. There was a lot more with the cheerleaders that went on. But the one thing I've seen online is how is it that so far this is the only thing that has leaked from – there were 650,000 emails they looked through, and the only ones we know about are these Gruden ones. That means they've got they're, – they're planning something. They're either they're – planning something or they're trying to protect a whole lot of people. And I think they're just trying to protect a whole lot of people. That's possible. I, I another, another thing that happened is Adam Schefter. He sent, he had, he was writing a story back in like 2010 or sometime around then where he, it was about some stuff with the Redskins and he sent an email to Bruce Allen, not just with his quotes in the story, but with the entire story called Bruce Allen, Mr. Editor, and asked if there was anything he wanted to be changed, removed, rewarded, etc. Okay. Which is just not good journalism practice. And everyone, like a lot of the major journalists have said, if he had only sent the quotes that Bruce had provided, whether anonymously or not, I'm not sure. But if he had only sent those quotes to him to make sure he was fine with the quotes of him, that's one thing is compared to sending him an entire story about 
an invest i think it was an investigation or something into the team and allowing him to make any changes that he wants to those are two different things yeah and i i think it, it should be said like when we have guests on i send them the full audio they have mm-hmm. the entire thing that we cut together at the end and we don't like we're not hiding that but it's a little yeah. bit different when you're writing an expose piece about somebody who allegedly did some pretty crappy stuff and then you hand it to the crappy person and go hey what don't you like about this yeah yeah it's just not a good situation people um it's just really not um yeah even adam schefter despite originally so hold on let me here's an article about this um He sent him an entire unpublished story. I'm trying to see if I can find. Okay, so it was about, um, he sent it to Bruce. It was a story about the lockout that was going on in the NFL about the time. Around the time. Yeah, I don't remember what that was. I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been a while. Um. I mean, you just can't do that. Yeah, I don't. I uh, mean, one, <laughs> one or one tweet is wondering how today's reporters like Schefter get all sourced up. Maybe it's calling NFL executives, Mister Editor, and asking for their final approval when you send them your entire story before you hit publish. Yeah, um, that will get you connections. Um, it's just, it's just so messed up. It's, it's awful. It is awful. Yeah. Oh, shall we move to some happier sports stuff or yeah, less depressing? Unless you're you're me. This is more depressing for me, but less depressing for most people. How, um, how is what more depressing? The the postseason. My my boys are sitting at home because. Oh, uh, which team are you fan? I'm of? a Reds fan. Ah, I'm a Reds. I'm fan. a Braves fan. So. Uh, so you you're happy. Yeah. So um, MLB postseason's going on. Wild card games. There was the Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Dodgers won that game three one. I think the better game, just for pure just value sake, it was the Red Sox and the Yankees. Oh, buddy, that was a game. That was and, a game. Yep, Red Sox won that game six to two. Um, not what I was expecting. I thought the Yankees were going to win, but it looks like you can't just buy anything you want, Yankees. Well, if the Dodgers can, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers own everyone. Yeah. So okay. now going into the division series, the Red Sox beat the Rays 3-1. to one. Rays were the number one seed with their uh, – mo- is it Moneyball what they call it? Yeah, it, they, they play like low-budget baseball, and it's weird. Like, I don't understand it fully, but essentially they don't pay people much. They bring them up, and so they get their rookie contracts and that kind of thing. That's that's essentially what Cincinnati does, but, like, they, they but are very well. <laughs> No, we do it well. We had a really freaking good team. We just got cold. Like, we have Nick yeah. Castellanos, Joey Votto. Who is no Nick Castellanos is known for hitting home runs at the worst time possible. There are YouTube compilations of just like you just look up like Nick Castellanos like home run timing or something like that. What's the what's the quote? Um, that ball is driven deep. 
<laughs> or I don't like I, I don't remember. But there was like a, one there was one announcer who I don't know what he said, but he said some things on air, took a leave, took some like diversity class training, came back, and as he was apologizing, Nick Castellanos hit a home run. Yeah. And then there are other ones where they were doing like a memorial for a veteran that had passed away. And in the middle of that, he hit a home run. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. No, I, I know what you're talking about though, with the guy, the, the announcer there's, I, I don't know if it's the same guy, but there's one of them that was announcing for the reds got, it said, I think some, it was said something I stupid and is now like announcing high school baseball games. Oh, I don't know about, I don't know about that, but the one I'm talking about, I thought he was back, but I don't know. I don't remember what team it was. But yeah, I I know what you're talking about, though. Um, Yeah, Yeah. no, the, and then we have the, the White Sox and Houston. Houston just kind of murdered the Sox there. Like, I mean, just like they murdered that trash can. Yeah, no, that's actually something I wanted to mention. Um, White Sox, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um, I, I have seen this. I don't know who it was either. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tapera. Um, he he levied more cheating accusations. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I'm not I'm not defending the Astros in any way, but I think the funniest thing about that season when they cheated is they were better on the road when they weren't cheating than when they were at home cheating. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, they still cheated. So did everybody else in baseball, but they, they still cheated. Yeah. Now, you got to wonder, would the White Sox have been any good had they kept German Mercedes? Because um, he German- had been cooling off. He went cold after the White Sox manager, I want to say La Russa, um, yeah. screamed at him for hitting a home run on a 3-0 count. He he went like cold, cold, like immediately yeah. after. And um, he, but I mean, when he was hot, he was the best player possibly ever, like stats-wise. He was hot. I want to say he was batting like 345 before before the incident. I'm not sure, but I mean, the, the White Sox have a great team. I mean, Tim Anderson, Yohan Mankata, Luis Robert, I think it was a guy by Luis Robert, whatever it is. That kid is a stud. Yeah. No, there. He hit, he hit 467 against the Astros Jeez. in that series. Jeez. Now, we can't, we can't talk about a stud without talking about my boy Kike Hernandez, <laughs> the hottest player to ever play baseball in the host in the postseason like what about um jocktober uh this i'm trying to find the the stat um i want to say he had eight hits in two games kike did oh nice um in the postseason he was like eight for ten which is the first time that's ever been done yeah, and speaking of Kike, that's the Dodgers. He's on the Dodgers, right? Is he on the – no, he's on the He's Red with Sox the Red now. Sox now. Yeah, he, be, he, he was the one that walked off against Tampa Bay, which I want to talk about in a second, but you go first. Okay. Uh, then, with like the other wild card I mentioned, we had the Cardinals-Dodgers. Dodgers won that. They're facing their division rival, the San Francisco Giants. Definitely didn't almost say the 49ers, but I caught myself. The two that best series is – 
Yeah, that series is 2-2. We're recording this Thursday before that game. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, or really tonight, here in like an hour, I guess, we'll know how that one ended up. But No, yeah. that game starts at 9 Eastern. <laughs> well, in like three and a half hours, um, we'll know how that one ends up or starts yeah. out. And you guys will have to Google that one. But um, it, it, it looks like it'll be fun. I yeah, do want to so talk about the, TK though, because I, right. because while we're talking about this, so he was eight for 10, right? Going in to like the, the final game of the series. Okay. The, the Rays go way down. Like they go, I think it, I want to say it was like five, nothing, six, nothing. It was a lot to a very, you mean the Red Sox go down? No, the Rays go down. Oh yeah. Okay. I just pulled that game out. Uh, Rays were down five, zero in the fifth. Uh, in the third oh geez yeah but they stayed that way till the fifth and then in the mm-hmm. sixth they like mount a comeback like they're they're come all the way back there it's five they five get, yeah they got one in the fifth two in the sixth two in the eighth yeah and so they they mount the full full comeback and then how does it work out well bottom of the ninth runners on second and third one out who comes up to the plate Kike Hernandez, the hottest player to ever play baseball in the postseason. You have a you have first base open. What do you do? What do, what do you, Grant? What do you do if you're the manager of the race? Throw it at Kike's face. <laughs> yeah, you you walk Kike. Either well, what, one works, I guess. Yeah. What did what did the manager of, of the race do, Grant? Well, given that I can see how the Red Sox scored, I'm going to guess they didn't. Yeah, no, um, they didn't. And what does Kike do? He hits a sack fly to the freaking warning track. <laughs> because let me go ahead, for you non-baseball fans out there, as a baseball player myself, let me explain to you the boneheadedness of this decision. You have a guy who, ten- who hadn't missed in 10 at-bats, who walks up to the plate, and you don't have a double play possibility with one out and a runner on third base. Actually, you know what they did? They put the shift on. According to my dad, I didn't. I had the misfortune of not being able to watch the game live. I saw it afterwards. According to my dad, the announcer, I want to say it was John Smoltz, said they could literally win the game on a bunt to the first baseman. <laughs> and yet, instead of setting up a double play and putting the runner on first base because the run doesn't matter, you just have to prevent the guy at third instead of putting setting up the double play trying to end the inning that way dealing with whoever comes up behind him they decide to pitch to the hottest player to ever play baseball in the postseason was it the uh, was it the top or the bottom of the ninth it was the bottom of the ninth okay yeah so it doesn't make a difference way at that point <laughs> yeah so instead they they pitch to the guy and he just beats them he like beats them, beats them. And everyone watching was like, what the heck? Why would you do that? Yeah. So as I mean, I'm a baseball fan. I haven't played baseball in a long time. But so bottom of the ninth inning, Kike is up. He was eight for 10. He, I think he I don't think he had a he had one hit that game. But um, so he's eight for 10 coming up in the bottom of the ninth first base open. You're in the bottom of the ninth. If they get even one run they win. Right. Walk the guy, put him at first. Next up would have been Rafael Devers. Although Rafael Devers was three for four with a homer that game. 
Okay, but it still, it doesn't matter. Kike is literally the hottest guy to ever play in the postseason. He hit like four. He's hitting four fifty on the on like I want to say the. I think it's just the postseason. I think that's how these stats are looking. I'm looking at MLB.com right now. Um, yeah, no, Devers is hot. Don't get me wrong. You 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 don't want to deal with Devers. You really don't want to deal with Bogarts. You don't want to deal with Verdugo, and you don't want to deal with like. Any of you don't want to deal with the Red Sox. <laughs> you don't want to deal with the Red Sox because the worst player the Red Sox have is like Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> who is pretty freaking fantastic. And yeah, I don't know that I would consider him the worst. I mean, okay. literally every hold on, everyone they started hit over 300 except for Hunter Renfro, who hit 294. Yeah, with like an um an OPS of 721. No, these guys are insane. Heck, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. You don't pitch to him. You you don't pitch to Kike though. You can't. Like why? Even even if you thought Devers had a better chance of getting the guy in, you don't have a way of preventing the run. If that ball is put in play, it's over. So you walk yeah. Kike. You've got a double play to in the inning. Be get to extras. Or you do what the Rays did and you lose a game that you probably should have won. Now, the Red Sox might have won this series anyway, but it, you just have to sit there as a like as somebody who likes the Rays and just go, why would you do that? Like, I started to wonder if they'd hired my high school baseball coach. <laughs> he was It was that bad of a decision. I will say, if you look at the splits in the regular season against just right-handers, uh, Rafael Devers hit 32 bombs and had a 621 slugging. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's the thing. If he hits a bomb, it's the same as if Kike hits a sack fly. But there's a chance he grounds out to second base and you get a double play and you're done. Yeah, statistically in the regular season, Kike is the person you would rather pitch to over Devers. But in that situation with how Kike had been hot, I wouldn't pitch to him. And disregard it being Kike being hot. With If you pitch to Kike, you have to K him up or else you lose the game. You yeah. either intentionally walk him or you K him up. If the ball's put in play, the game's over. Like, yeah. that, you don't give yourself much of a chance that way. You just don't. Yeah. So I think tonight, or as of, as of the standings right now, we have Boston and Houston in the ALCS. We have Atlanta and then the winner of the, the California showdown. Mm-hmm. Um, in the NLCS. So, yeah, so with the uh, Dodgers-Giants tonight, the Dodgers are starting Corey Knable as a sort of opener. That's a good move. And and I think they've been talking about uh, – Knable had 25 innings picks, pitched, had a pretty much two-and-a-half ERA, one whip. That's not great, but, like, the opener idea is always a decent idea because you can, mm-hmm. you can just screw with the team. Yeah, and then but, I think they I think they had been planning to start Julio Urias, and so they'll probably bring him in second inning, have him go because I don't know how many days of rest he's coming off of because I'm sure he's already pitched this series. Okay, I, I yeah I'm sure he has. I let me let me tell you when. Um, do we want to like who do you think wins that game? Like just out of curiosity, Urias pitched. Um, on the did he do game one because it looked like um he, he pitched five days ago against or on the the ninth so he's coming off of five days rest he's got full rest 
Okay. That's interesting. Then they wouldn't just start him. Well, unless you want to screw with the team because they've seen Urias. Yeah, Urias. Uh, he pitched game two. Yeah. Interesting. They put him in before they put Scherzer in. I think. So he was the opener for game two. Has he pitched since? No, he no he pitched game two. Scherzer pitched game three. Okay. Um. Let me check game four. I don't know if he came in. I would imagine Kershaw pitched game four, but I don't know. I haven't. I haven't uh, game four was a uh, four and a third from Walker Bueller. Oh yeah. Again, uh, Julio did not pitch again after. So he's got he full started. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're just bringing in the the opener to completely screw with the other team. So who do you think wins? This is going to be. This is going to be a well-pitched game, both sides. They're going Knable slash probably Urias. The Giants are starting Logan Webb, who at home was great, and then even more specifically at home against the Dodgers was great. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know how I can go against that Dodgers lineup. I mean, you got Mookie, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Trey Turner, Will Smith, um. Justin Turner, I was blank on his first name for a second. Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, is it uh, Corey Taylor? Yeah. Oh, I think that's that's a tough lineup. Yeah, not, look, not that the Giants have an easy one. Yeah, no, and the Giants are as of I don't actually think it is Corey Taylor. Um, I mean Chris Taylor, Chris Taylor. Yeah, Corey Taylor is yeah. a singer. Um, oh, I don't no, know that. But. You're you're good, man. <laughs> Um, you can cut it in or however you want to do it. But um, the games haven't been close so far. Like game one, four nothing, Giants. Game two, nine two, Dodgers. Game three, one nothing, Giants. That's the only close game we've had. And that was when Walker Bueller was pitching. And then no, that that was Max Scherzer in game three. Okay. And then Dodgers seven, Giants two in game four. I think I think the Giants pull it off. And I'll tell you why. I just think they've got a better lineup. I know I know you're sitting there like, well, you you can't go against Betts and Seager and Turner. Seager's not hitting well. Turner's hitting 167 on the postseason. Trey Turner, that is. Um Pujols might come in. I, I don't know how exactly how he he's two for three on the season or maybe four for six on the postseason. Anyway, but the Dodgers lineup. You've got LaStella. You have Ruff. You have Brandon Crawford. You have Buster Posey. You have Chris Bryant, the um, the artist formerly known as a Cubs player. You have, um, oh, what's his first name? Lamonte Wade. You have Evan Longoria. You have Yastrzemski, whose name, whose first name I'm um, blanking on. Mike. Mike Yastrzemski, yep. And, um, I mean, that's your lineup. I, I can't was, see the postseason stats. I'm on Yahoo. I just it's just showing their regular season stats. Uh see, I, I I'm assuming these are postseason stats. I don't think anybody's hitting um 400 on the season. Um, no, I'm on MLB.com. So I I just assuming the the Giants start that again. I don't think the Dodgers win. I really don't. I like Urias, but I mean Urias lost game two. No wait, Urias won game two. Never mind. Um, you know what? Forget I say words. Um, I still think 
I still think the Dodgers lose. I, I think the Giants stay hot because they've been hot all season, and this is do or die baseball. But it is also baseball. Anything can happen. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. Uh, postseason stats. It's not showing a lineup for me on San Francisco on MLB.com. It's not showing anything for today. I was looking at the game four lineup. Okay. Um, I mean, Mookie's hitting 350. Wilson is hitting 330. Gavin Lux is hitting 400. This might be the key. Cody Bellinger is hitting 300. He hit like 167 in the regular season. Yeah, Bellinger was <laughs> the one I was I was thinking of when I said Seager. Um, if Bellinger can get going, that is scary. If, if he can get going today, I agree. I don't know if they if they keep moving. Um, I guess we'll see here in a few hours, but so Logan Webb, uh, in the postseason, his start was against the um Dodgers. He won that game, didn't allow a run, 10 strikeouts. Wow, that's let's see what did Julio do the game he won. He went five, three hits, one run, one walk. Okay. So respectable, but I mean that was a 1.8 ERA that game. Still not terrible. I've definitely yeah, seen it worse. Yeah, but Logan Webb went game one. He went seven and two thirds, uh, five hits, ten strikeouts. So it looks like they may have been getting to him late since he didn't finish out the seventh. Yeah, that's that's possible. Well. But, I mean, both of those teams are phenomenal lineups, phenomenal pitching, phenomenal, like, like starters and bullpen. They're the two best teams in baseball. Like, yeah. if they weren't in the same division, those would be the World Series teams. Giants went 107 and 55. Dodgers went 10. The Dodgers won 106 games and were a wild card team. Yeah. Yeah, we were hoping to play the Dodgers. Um but yeah, no, think about I that. I wouldn't want to play the Dodgers. Think about that. Think about how tight. Well, I just wanted to make the, the stinking playoffs, but think about how tight those two teams are. Mm-hmm. 106 and 107. Whoever wins this game, or if the Dodgers win this game, they're they're tied. I mean, well, that's pretty, just their regular season. I know, but what I'm saying is actually they are already tied then because they Yeah, won it's the this is game five. Yeah, they've they no, I'm saying they're tied in like terms of wins this season. Including postseason now, yeah, no, it there it'll be a good game. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who wins, and we can talk about that next week on the sports segment. Um, we can before before we we end this segment though. I did want to kind of look, if you don't mind, to like the NFL schedule for this weekend. I know we didn't talk about it, but it's just something that kind of hit me. We could do. Um, the Buccaneers playing the Eagles tonight. Um, Eagle or or um, the Buccaneers are favored to win. Buccaneers are looking pretty darn good. But you know who the only undefeated team in the NFL is right now? I do. Who? El Mijito and the Cardinals. <laughs> yep. And you know who's favored to win their game this Sunday? I'm assuming – I don't know who they're playing, actually. They're playing the Browns. The Browns might actually be favored in that game. The, the Browns are favored. The Browns are 3-2. and two. It'll be interesting to see. Now, I'll tell you who else looks really darn good. The freaking Dallas Cowboys. What, with Dak Prescott back on the run? All right, do you want to know who I like? Because I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. So, I'm a Chiefs fan. We've not had a great start. I hope we turn it around. Yeah. But 
Let me t- let me tell you what I think is a very fun team to watch. The Rams. I know they lost to the Cardinals, but if you just look at Sean McVay and the energy he has and the basically the man crush he has on Matthew Stafford, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. That's gonna be a very tough team to beat in the playoffs this year. I can I can agree with you there. I've only seen a little bit, um, but yeah. Then to talk college just briefly, Georgia looks freaking amazing. Um, you would do this to me. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm going to talk about, and then we can. Do I will this. say I did give Grant permission to talk about it, and yes, we can talk about. Oh my gosh! I, apparently, a man was killed in Birmingham in a fight over the Alabama A&M game. Yeah, that's true. Um, go A&M. No, um, I, I, I don't really care. I just was. You're a student at the best university in the country. Are you sure you want to say that? I'm not. Nobody said it was the best university. We said it was a good football team, but we're not that good this year. But let's look at the top 25. Okay, I I wouldn't say that. You know who's number three right now? Uh, Well, do you know who's number two still? Who? Iowa. Yeah, it's insane. But then follow that up. Freaking Cincinnati at number three. My best friend, the next the next big member of the Big 12 coming in at number three. Now, my boys, Kansas State, we were ranked. We're not ranked anymore. We, we felt we had a little bit of a falling out. Um, but I'll tell you something. We should have all lose to. We, we lost to Oklahoma State in Oklahoma. We lost to Oklahoma State with an injured quarterback. And we lost to Oklahoma by six. You know what? I'll take it. We're, we're doing okay. I'm a little worried about next year, but we're doing okay. Um, I'm surprised A&M's only 21st. I'm just saying, you beat Alabama, you should jump. Huh, they, they put Florida ahead of A&M. I, have Florida and A&M played this year? I don't think so. I because mean, if they haven't, I would put A&M ahead of Florida simply because they beat us yeah, and Florida didn't. They have not played. Yeah, they have not, they have not played. A&M only has one SEC win, though. Yeah. A&M lost to Mississippi State. Mississippi State yeah. lost to everybody. Oh, no, Lord. they're three and two somehow. Um, so, at, so I will, I will give Jimbo this credit. in the, In the off season, not exactly in these words, he did say that he was going to beat Nick Saban before Nick retired. Yeah, and so Nick retired. Unlike, unlike Nick, uh, unlike Lane Kiffin, he's not popping popcorn out of his butt. Right. No, it bothers me. They've still got Alabama at five. We lost to an yeah. unranked team, and that game wasn't as close as the score said it was. The first half and the second half was basically like the same game flipped almost. Yeah, but AM choked and got some bad calls in the second half, but we were still getting dominated. We had a couple of big plays, but we were just getting beaten. Are you saying Alabama? Yeah. We... We had an awful first half. Yeah. Second half, we were dominating them. The only thing they had going in like halfway through the fourth quarter was the kickoff return touchdown. Yeah, it's it was a good game. I'm looking forward. I'm interested to see how Mississippi State goes this weekend because again, they beat A and M. Are we playing them this yeah. weekend? Yeah, we are. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see. We'll have to talk about that next week too. So I'm looking on Yahoo. They have. Um, the top 25 and then they have the other teams with votes mississippi state was voted what would be 30th okay 
which is weird because they aren't they lost to Memphis and LSU. That's not a good way to start, but who knows? They might beat Alabama and jump to like second. Um, no, nah. no, nah. I think I, I think the playoffs this year, and I'm going to go ahead and make the prediction. I don't think Georgia loses. I don't think Georgia can lose. They look fantastic. I think Iowa stays where they are. I think Cincinnati stays where they are. The fourth spot, it's either going to end up being Oklahoma. I'm going to say it probably is Oklahoma. Unless something was- weird happens. I was telling you this earlier. If Alabama wins out, we'll get Georgia in the SEC championship. And we will lose really badly. Will we, though? Georgia's offense hasn't put up against when, like, when they haven't had their defense so good, they haven't had to put up. Right. Yeah. No, Georgia hadn't allowed points in three, in like almost three games until this past weekend against Auburn. And they Mm -hmm. only gave up 10. Yeah, they're getting Kentucky this weekend, and that's not – I don't think Kentucky's a very – Kentucky's undefeated. Potent. Yeah, but I don't think they're a very potent offensive team. Uh, we'll see. They've then got, they get a bye week, then they get Florida. Kentucky's averaging Missouri. 31 points a game. Against two, though. I know um, they, they played Florida. And they beat Florida. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me, let me find yeah, they're it. only aver- they're averaging less than 200 passing yards a game. They beat LSU 42-21. They beat Florida 20 to 13. They beat South Carolina 16 to 10. That's a little sketchy. They they beat the Chattanooga Mocks 28 to 23. They beat Missouri 35-28 and they beat UL Monroe 45 to 10. Yeah, but if you look at Georgia, they've let's let's be honest. Let's look at their schedule. UAB not a real game. South Carolina, not sure that's a real game, although Kentucky had a bit of a hard time with them. Vanderbilt, <laughs> um, sorry, Arkansas, that was a more that was that was a legit. Yeah, game. Arkansas is darn good. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Auburn, they're all right. Okay, but and we're, are we going to Clemson, Clemson? Yeah, Clemson. They only scored ten points. That's yeah. the game they played a team with at least a solid defense and they only scored 10 points. Yeah. Now I will go ahead and tell you Clemson's not that good this year, but they, I think Georgia's the reason they're not that good this year. I think Clemson's not good offensively this year. Yeah. Which is where everybody expected them to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, No. And they're just not that good in general because of their offense. But yeah. um, But if you look at that first game against Clemson, Georgia had, JT Daniels that game they had their offense I think they're still waiting on some receivers that were hurt I think I've heard yeah but I mean you're talking against but, like the number two defense in the country mm-hmm. so they went up against a team with a good defense they did basically nothing but did I, I don't see did they even score a touchdown A&M? we don't have a defense I'm pretty sure well, I could have played better on. defense than our offer than our defensive line so part of that was when Malachi Moore got ejected. He is our defensive captain, essentially. He is the one that would get us lined up. And we were – the first couple drives, we were not lined up good at all. I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I think, I think if we had him, it would, it would have been a different game. I'm not going to say that we would have won because, obviously, we don't know how that would have turned out. But ponder the question. Mm-hmm. What? I, if, we, if we had him, I what? think it's a – it's a yeah. far different game. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I, I'm just interested to see what happens um, just in general. And then the last, I guess, college game I want to talk about real quick before we move to the next segment. My boys are playing Iowa State in Armageddon. Um, 
here at 6.30 Saturday. So tune in. E-Mall, go Wildcats. Here we go. What is, what is Iowa State's team thing? The Cyclones. Let's go Cyclones. So there you have it, folks. That is Sports Night. Coming up next, we have the tech segment. All the games, all the new OSs, all the new hardware, the fun stuff. And away we go. Welcome to Tech Corner and away we go. So, Grant, without further ado, what have you been playing with? What like what games have you been playing? What have you been playing on? Maybe? I, I don't know. I haven't been playing a lot just because I've had a lot of just different things going on the past few months. But uh, when Graham gets back in town soon, I'll have a new toy to play on, which is a PlayStation 5. I'm a little jealous. Just a little. You should be. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely should be because I tried to get my hands on one of those things and couldn't find one for less than like a grand. Yeah, my brother. So the last cycle, at least the last cycle on Noah that got released about two weeks, two or three weeks ago, uh, PlayStation or Sony sent out emails to different like PlayStation Plus users, giving them a chance to get in the queue when the time opened before you know the scalpers would get on and get them to resell them and graham got one of those emails obviously we made sure it was legit there is a fake website that's slightly different one of them is like something dot playstation others like something dash playstation Hmm. but we made sure it was legit graham got in we got the one of the ps5s it's the digital edition because realistically i don't know the last time i used a disc for a game that fits yeah so yeah, I haven't played it much just because we've only had it for a few weeks. And then not long after we got it, we went somewhere with no internet, so I couldn't really play it there. But when it's back down here and I can play it with internet, definitely going to play some Destiny 2 on it. Hey, yeah, we're going to have to play some Destiny 2 together on that thing. Um, mm-hmm. All the expansions hit Game Pass, so woo. Um, yeah, except Witch Queen's not going to. Right, but that, they just hit it for PC, though, like mm-hmm. two days ago. So I can. Oh, I did can, they? That's yeah, good. I, I can play those now. Um, I need to download those. But yeah, if you've got Game Pass, go for it. They're, it's worth it. Anyway, on my end, I've been playing a lot of Back for Blood, which came out two days ago. As we're recording this, I'm actually I've I've had one play session with it. Um, the game's fantastic. It is the best zombie game I think I've ever played, and I've been playing zombie games for a hot minute. Actually, I've got a fun little anecdote about that. So I showed my sister the trailer, and she's like, "I'm in." And so since I'm in college, I'm three hours away. We don't have a whole lot we can do together. So we've, we played like back for blood from like seven o'clock to 11 o'clock the day it came out, which was Wednesday night um, or no Tuesday night. Um, Well, and then my buddy Parker hopped on Parker and I Parker, if you're listening, um, Parker and I have been friends for, Oh my gosh. Like at this point we're getting close to like 12 years. Um, We've been playing like we we played Black Ops One and Black Ops Two together. Um, like nice. I, like we go to his house, we play zombies there, and so me and him play this this game from like eleven o'clock at night when my sister gets off to two in the morning, 
I played like seven hours of Back for Blood. And I've got to tell you, I did the same missions like three and four times. They don't get old. It's got like this really interesting like card structure where every time you play it changes and it's fantastic. It's it is one of the best games I've ever played. Like, I just love it so much. You just get a machete. You're like just going through and like whacking. It's it's fantastic. I'm, I'm loving it. Also got a chance to get my hands on Windows 11 a little early. That is pretty sweet. Haven't had a whole lot of time to play around with it, but no real bugs that I've run into. And like Grant was telling me the other day, Grant, you want to tell him what you what you told me? The bar on the bottom being centered and kind of how it is made me think of Max. Yeah, they've they've added like gesturing and like you can you can send text messages from it now. It, this is the first thing Apple has done before like other companies. <laughs> yeah, they're always the last ones. I I don't yeah. understand why Windows took so stupid long to just center up the tax bar. Because yeah. for the last five years, you've been able to pay ten dollars for a, an app that will do it for you. I mean, like, why? is that a Microsoft app or an app by someone else? It's a third party app. Oh, you would think Microsoft would want that money for themselves. You would. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm very happy with it, though. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. Also, like Grant, what else have you have you got any other like tech stories? Any anything interesting? I mean, speaking of Macs, I mean, I got my MacBook, but that's pretty much it. I will say there's some rumors I've seen that they're going to be announcing a new Star Wars game soon. Don't know if it's Battlefront Three, but it better be Battlefront Three. Yeah, I I'm hoping it's that or Jedi Fallen Order Two. It'll probably be one of those two. I feel like the biggest shame is that like, so they put. BB-8 and whatever the stupid other little droid is. They didn't put Ahsoka Maze. There's so many people they could have put in Battlefront 2, but DICE was just like, nah, let's just go invest in um, uh, what's the other game uh, they Battlefield do? 2042? Yeah, because yeah, let's be real, if Battlefield, but if that 20. flops, then that might be the end of DICE. <laughs> nah, nah, DICE is, DICE is going to stick around. Yeah, but they needed to make this Battlefield game good, so they just basically were like, sorry, Battlefront 2, but you're done, and people yeah. were not happy, including the the developers of the game themselves were not happy, and multiple of them have left DICE. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see what happens with that, but also, like, they're... EA doesn't have the exclusive rights to Star Wars anymore, so we're getting, like, games from, like, Ubisoft and such. And mm-hmm. um, have you seen the, the KOTOR? that's coming out the the remake that you guys get a year ahead of me um no. the, of the old republic is getting a oh i have seen master. something about that it's coming out for playstation exclusively yeah the part of the reason we got like i mean it obviously is not easy to get i think it's so hard to get like the xboxes too but graham had even been talking about wanting to get a playstation because we mainly play on xbox so like get a ps5 then we can have that for like the exclusives to play with yeah, because you've got a like both of you guys have high end gaming PCs. Yeah, and so every everything that's going to be on Xbox comes it comes to PC, which for me is great because I don't have an Xbox down here. But yeah. we don't get Spider Man. Spider Man, Spider Man. They're actually this isn't as much gaming news, but Tom Holland did an interview like today where he was talking about how like he and Zendaya and the guy who plays Battle Ned were talking about Battle how they, th- yeah, they think that that they, they had the feeling that when they wrapped filming, that that was going to be the last movie that they all did together for Spider-Man. Yeah. I think what he said is they didn't know. 
like what what yeah. he the like i saw a quote where he talked about how it felt like it would be the end of it it, it would be it was the end of the franchise and if they were lucky enough to get to revisit those characters it wouldn't be the homecoming trilogy anymore the rumor is what's going to happen is he's either going to move to the venom verse for a trilogy or they're going to just do another trilogy in the mcu where he's like a college student that's the the issue with him moving to the venom verse spoiler spoiler we can put a spoiler alert in there but post-credit scene of venom Venom is now in the MCU and someone talked about how that's important because if they had wanted to keep all of their Sony stuff specifically with Sony, instead of putting Venom in the MCU, they would have put Spider-Man in the universe with Venom. Well, we still don't know what's going on with Morbius. I will tell you, it, but if they're doing that, they're, I'll tell you what they're not doing. They're not going to not have a Spider-Man anymore. You're not, you don't move Venom and Morbius and all your other mm-hmm. characters to the MCU and then not have Spider-Man in the MCU anymore. Yeah. Like, Which is good for everyone. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still pulling for Garfield McGuire to come back because that would be freaking amazing. Oh, they're, they're coming back. Yeah, got, they've got to at this point. At the very least, a small cameo, but I don't think it's just a small cameo. No, they've got to be in the movie for a little bit. Anyway, I guess that kind of wraps up the tech news segment. So last but not least, join us as we ponder the question, what's up? <laughs> so Grant, what, what do you have going on? What do, what do you want to tell the people, the, the good, the good, good people, um, just about you, about us? What what you got? That I'm cringing over that intro. I don't know. I mean, I know you had some things you wanted to say, so I'll let you go ahead and do that. <laughs> So this past Sunday was World Mental Health Day, and I wanted to do a, like an episode, but also felt really weird just like talking into my phone about, you know, mental health. So um, just wanted to say um, thank you guys for, for listening. This is a project that I, I had the idea for start a pandemic. Um, life was looking kind of down. I was I felt like super alone, isolated. Obviously, everybody did, but like just had some had some stuff just like the the girl I was talking to at the time, like because of the pandemic, we stopped talking and like, it just felt like people were like leaving, you know? And so I started to wonder, like, you know, you, you ponder the question, would anybody care if I wasn't there the next day? Right. Like if, if I wasn't here next week, what would it, would it matter? And so me not like enjoying that because I don't think really anybody enjoys that, that line of thinking. I decided, you know what, I think I'm going to start a project. And so that's where this was kind of born. I, what I love so much about podcasting is it gives me a thing to do every week and I know people were going to listen and I know I get to talk to one of my best friends and we just get to cut up about stupid, like whatever. And it's, it's been great. Honestly, it, it has completely revolutionized the way I live my life. And so I want to thank you guys for making it possible for me to continue to do this and for Grant to continue to do this and just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and grant i'm assuming kind of from the bottom of your heart that they they listen about halfway (laughs) okay well thank you from the bottom of my my heart for listening and letting me keep doing this you guys have no idea how how much of a blessing it has been in my life and that that's what's up with me doc i don't really know how to follow that well, do you want to do you want to get us out of this brand new episode, this brand new format? 
you want to yeah um if anyone's still listening at this point uh please let us know if you like this format um grant i know grant and i liked it just recording it um we hope you like it and let us know if you do if you're still here at like an hour and a half in (laughs) yeah um if you want to find us we are on instagram at much talk about nothing we're on twitter at mtm podcast we have a discord which is linked in the description we have the website which is like much talk about nothing.wordpress.com that'll be linked in the description in case i was wrong about that you're right um and then i think on the website you can leave reviews there uh, we'd appreciate five-star reviews if you like the show that much if you're still here i'm assuming you do <laughs> you either do or you're like the weirdest one-star listener ever i hated it so much i had to watch the train wreck till the end yeah you're like that one guy that left a five-star review is like the show's terrible i'm never listening again but you left us a five-star review so thank you which made up for the one-star review where they hated on my british accent yeah yeah which can't can't blame them for that no i i is it worth the one star i don't know but um yeah, so like Grant said, you can find us all those places. You can find me. I'm on Instagram at the Grant Ingram. I'm on Twitter at the Grant Ingram. Actually, you know what? If there's a social media platform, I'm on it at the Grant Ingram. Grant, do you want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you find me on Instagram at Grant underscore Skillen. And there you have it, folks. We are um, done with the first episode of this brand new format. Like Grant said, please tell us what you think. If you've got like comments questions criticisms concerns if you're worried about grant grant like um being held captive for an hour and a half while we record this thing um send us an email you send out at much talk about nothing at gmail.com and yeah until next time when we come back (laughs) when we come back with another episode of this lovely new format in my humble opinion and we update you on all of the cool things and some of the not cool things and just generally do life with you guys hang loose chawabunga Thank you.